0: My guest this week is Amish Patel. Amish is a comedian, a good friend of mine. He's also heavily into spirituality, and uh, it's just a lot of fun, this conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, a really good friend of mine and funny ass dude. Check me out on Instagram at NoorKidY. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating, that always helps. And we're part of the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network on 604 Records, so check them out too. Let's get into this week's episode, everybody. My guest this week, Amish Patel.
1: Yeah, recording.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome to another episode of God, yay or nay. I'm here with Amish Patel. Amish, thanks for joining me, brother. Woo,
1: thanks for having me, dude. Is that a good time to ring the bell?
0: (laughs) I thought the bell kind of ended a little bit quickly there.
1: It does. You know what Zoom does? It cuts it out. It cuts it, off it, the
0: bell?
1: I don't know what, it's some kind of sound correcting thing. It is, well, Zoom clearly thinks God, nay, no respect.
0: <laughs> <It's> cutting <laughs> yeah, the bell. We don't need any of that God stuff on here. This is a business app, all right? Yeah, for yeah. workers to get better at their business.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is Zoom, <laughs> <laughs> professionals only. <laughs> I like that they tell you that they're recording now. The first time that happened, I was like, I was doing an audition with this girl and it, it was, a, I've never heard it before. And I was doing an audition with a girl and it goes recording in progress. And I'm like, Hey, are you like, what are you trying to do? Like, are you just trying to like, let someone know? I, I didn't know it does it now. It does it on all the calls, but I remember when, when COVID first started, it never did it.
0: Yeah. It, it's a, they just dropped that in. I don't think they the just people uh, listening to the podcast heard it, but uh, yeah, me go. and you definitely yeah. did. And it, it uh, kind of startles you a little bit
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> all right amish thanks for joining me man um thanks baby. you're one of my good friends from toronto a comedian i remember we used to hit all the mics and uh, all the shows together and
1: yes we used to talk a lot of shit
0: yeah we used to talk a lot of shit about politics because i remember me and you were kind of both into that but we we're both into spirituality meditation all of these kind of things and we never talked about that i, no, I honestly no. don't get that but now uh, i'm doing
1: god's politics brother now i'm only doing god's politics i don't do these earthly politics Ugh. Ha, 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 ha. it's so oversaturated too. It's like such a thing to talk about when you're smart, you start talking about politics or something and it get, it catches you because you think it's important. You know what I mean? But then the meditation teaches you like, this is also meaningless. It doesn't it, matter.
0: Thank you. That's a beautiful way of saying that. And you're right because you think uh, when you start getting into politics, you're like, Oh, I'm the smart guy. And I know which politics is correct. And then yeah. all of a sudden you start going like, nah, I like it, it, it's so much dumb shit in all of these politics. It's just like yeah. it, when you start going into politics too much, you just dumb down yourself. It fucking sucks.
1: It does suck, man. It's like too much. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad to like kind of take a break from it, you know, mm-hmm. not really taking a break, but like just, you know, it's not like it's not my main thing. And I find it just makes the videos and everything so much easier. Cause you're not just always worried about you know what I mean? Cause like with with politics, you do have to worry about like someone's gonna get mad and this and that. Whereas, dude, I talk some shit, someone doesn't like it, hey, you're attacking my religion? That's my religion. <laughs> ha 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 ha. I'm talking ha, about my religion. Ha, ha, ha. So, don't come around here with the fucking cancels, baby. That's it. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> you
0: ain't canceling this religion, right? <laughs> yeah, you're going to
1: cancel my religion? You're going to cancel my whole religion then? Okay, cancel the whole thing. Can't fuck with me, dude. Can't fuck with me. But with politics, dude, it's always like, well, you can't say this. And you, did you say that? It's like, man, leave it. You know, people are so sensitive about it. But religion is, okay. you know, it's beautiful. Yeah, really no, uh,
0: I want uh, you to actually give my uh, audience a little bit of a background on yourself just so we they kind of know who you are. Um, And yeah, tell them the kind of transition you went into during the lockdown.
1: Uh, Yeah, dude, I honestly like before the lockdown, even my dad passed away. And just going through that got me back into spirituality because I grew up like heavy into it. And then, you know, like when when the lockdown happened and, you know, stuff like that, like there was just so much to do, like there's so much stuff like that to do. So, one of the things I did, and you were asking before, like, what's my certifications as a meditation coach? Um, so I got my degree in Buddhism from Harvard X online university. Um, 50 bucks for the degree certificate, 50 ha, ha. bucks. You're fucking Ex- 50 Harvard bucks get a Harvard grad here, eh? baby. I'm a Harvard grad. <laughs> on <So> my Tinder, <laughs> I'm a Harvard grad. On your Tinder. <laughs> I put on my Tinder, goddamn it. I'm a Harvard grad. Don't and dude, the honestly, if it was a meaningless course, I wouldn't have done it. It's so tight. I just, I remember being like in high school and knowing it this. And then I guess as we get older, we're just like, okay, well, we got to grow up and be adults and this and that. So we just ignore, we just forget that like we were into this incredible thing. But like the philosophy is tight and it is so scientific too. Like the way it's, the way that it, it tells you to operate your mind. And it's interesting that your show is called God, Yay or Nay. Um, one of the things I learned learning about Buddhism and then learning about like re learning about Hinduism, because Buddhism kind of came from Hinduism too. Um, But it comes from this tradition called non-duality. And basically the way I tell people about it, because I do have a meditation show now. And what I tell people is like, in the West, everyone's like, God, yay or nay? Like pick an answer. Is it yes? Is it no? What do you got? And then even there's almost like, maybe that's why we didn't talk about it when we were talking about politics, because it's like, oh, you're talking about God? Like, are you, you're one of these religious freaks now? But that's how the West sees it. The West sees it as like, god there's one almighty and pay respect and pay homage or there's nothing and don't ever bring up god like the atheist right ha, ha, and ha, this ha. philosophy this hindu philosophy it's called nati nati and what it literally means is not that not that it's a third option non-duality and the third option is your god nobody gives you the third option yeah we'll they give you two not... options right <laughs> and the, the, there is a third option and the third option is yeah it's called nati nati it means like i'm it's, it's not one and it's not zero. It's, um, it's infinity and it's also nothing. That's what no, God is. And, but you are connected to it too.
0: And I, I like that idea it, it appeals to my narcissism. So I got, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, yes, I yes, do brother. love that uh, idea because the non-dual, like when, when we're meditating, I know like a lot of, uh, these kind of philosophies, you want to kind of get to a non-dual state, right? Yeah. Yeah and that and that state is kind of having that feeling of being connected with everything
1: yeah that's what you're doing and and like these guys even teach and uh, I think one of the questions you had was like to tell you guys about the the four yogas the four like meditation yogas which is like and this Raj is from, yoga
0: and this is from Buddhism or from Hinduism no
1: this is from Hinduism but this okay. is uh heavily influenced I would say um the Buddha and Buddhism um, have uh, where I'd say where it got its influences from because Hinduism has all the stuff that's like Christianity, or not, I don't want to say Christianity and single anyone out. But like, Hinduism has stuff that is basically monotheism, that is basically like Western traditional conservative religious beliefs. That's what I was raised with. But then they got the rock and roll side. That's the non duality. That's the tantric people. That's the Buddhist, like even Tibetan Buddhism is tantric, is they, they say that it's tantric, but it's, ba- it's basically supposed to be about non dualism versus there's one God or zero God. It's like they, they put that aside. And then it, you're operating from the belief that like, basically the fact that you're alive is like a little miracle. And that miracle is a direct connection to the source. And uh, yeah, like, like those four yogas, um, I think one of them is called karma yoga. And it is like the yoga of like, just living your life and doing work in your life. Um, and then bhakti yoga is about like loving everything because everything is love. And you can just see the divinity and everything, and and basically, their ways of becoming workaholics. Like both of those karma yogas combined is just a person, because just like does their work all the time. Because no matter what they're doing, they say this is Bhagwan, this is God, and I'm with. And even when I see another person, I'm supposed to recognize that you are God.
0: Yeah. So yeah, Bhakti yoga would be like that's Bhakti. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because I know you're God, so I have to treat you like that because we're both God, kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're here to collaborate. Like even the idea of competing. Like it was interesting at the end of the Buddhism class in uh, at in Har- at uh, when I attended at Harvard, uh, one of the final lessons that they taught is they said that in the West there's a common belief that uh, you're born with original sin and you have to overcome your sins or whatever, but in the East you're actually born with original perfection, and it is the world that installs these samsaras on you, meaning like these little what we would call sins or like like bad habits or you know little issues that you're having in your mind that basically are functioning to make you forget that you're God. And that's almost like the game that we're playing is just, it's a game of like remembering your God.
0: Oh, okay. I, yeah, I really yeah. like that.
1: And every time you remember, there's like different ways of remembering, but I think when you laugh and a lot of people teach this, it's like, they call it the cosmic joke or whatever, like that the whole thing's meaningless. But basically when you laugh that, ha 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 that release, that is a re like for that moment, you're like rejoining with the source. You Know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, when you get a good laugh, and that's when you kind of actually feel like the most spiritual sometimes, or you're like, Yeah, that was yeah. that was fucking cleansing. That was cleansing and healthy.
1: Yeah. Cathartic cleansing. It uh you know, you got all the emotions out. No, it is, and and no most importantly, no mind. You're thinking no so. mind's a
0: big thing, yeah. yeah. And uh, so we had uh Bhatti yoga, karma yoga. Was there any the two others? Do you remember those?
1: So those are the two, uh, those are the two that you do like in life. They're less of like it's hard to imagine what their practices are. Like I'm trying to nail down exactly what the practices are of Karma Yoga and Bhakti Yoga. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell, they're supposed to be like living your life like it's a meditation. And Sam Harris kind of teaches this. But then there's two that are like traditional meditation. That's Raj Yoga and Vyan Yoga. And um, Raj Yoga is like the more disciplined side. Like uh, in the West, there's these guys that teach this thing called the Strong Sit, and they suggest doing it for one hour a day. It's very powerful. I I, I actually did a video about it a little while ago, but Basically, when you sit for an hour and you basically are, you're, you're, back as the awareness and you're watching your mind and you're like, this is kind of how I do it with Raj Yoga. You're watching your mind so that you can be the master. You have to be the king of your mind, the master of your mind. So you watch it. And every time it does something foolish, you just say, oh, okay. Oh, that's what you want to do? Okay.
0: <laughs> <Noting>.
1: <laughs> I have noted. I
0: yeah, like yeah. it. You, you don't get. Uh, you don't get disappointed. You just gotta watch it and go. Oh, okay. All right. I get it. Sure. Yes. Sure. That's what you want. All right. That's All what right. you want.
1: Yes. 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 Your oh, your your attachment is strong still. Okay. <laughs> <Noted>. <laughs>
0: that's
1: like noting practice too, right? But you don't know, want the so Buddha. So what do you mean
0: the strong sit? Your back is your awareness. What do you mean that like?
1: Honestly, like they okay. So you do. Everyone says you sit and it's a, I think it's a Zen practice technically now, but it comes from Raj yoga. You sit and you sit with like no movement and you'd be surprised at how difficult this is. After like it two is, or three yeah. minutes, the ego will make all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? We'll be like, no, we have to move. You'll be injured. And, it's, and like, it's,
0: like, like, like pains will start popping up in all different parts of your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The pain is vicious, man. I mean, I felt like I was on fire. Mm-hmm. And it started with one little pain and then the other thing too with with the with the, the strong set is I think you're supposed to like focus on that pain like you feel 100%. it 100% you uh th- I know uh any kind
0: of these kind of practices you have to kind of give that non-judgmental awareness to that pain and let it go yes. and be itself and a lot of times it alleviates itself but you kind of end up seeing the process of that pain alleviating itself which yeah it gives you a lot of mental fortitude in the end.
1: hundred percent, man. The one hour, it was so hard to do initially. And like, it took a while, but I can, I can get through a one hour, but I do have a voice talking to me. Like I do guided, but I still, I get through the one hour. I mean, it's tough though, man, but it really is. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're testing your, your discipline. And then, you know what you were saying about like the physical pains. So there's emotional pain, right? Like you can look at that and just look at your suffering and what pain you're going through in your mind. But then there's physical pain. And you look at that and I, a friend of mine was telling me, and this is where I feel like Buddhism is so scientific. Uh, a friend of mine uh, sent me a book called The Body Knows the Score. And uh, Gabor Maté talks about this too, where basically they say that your, your, all of your traumas and your issues are stored in your body as little it, like pains or little imbalances. Mm-hmm. So through the meditation, I, I, I want to talk to a scientist about this, but I think Gabor Maté is, is a scientist. No, Gabor
0: Maté is a, a medical doctor and he's been he's, studying yeah. this for a long time.
1: Yeah. And he fully, he's fully into it. And he basically, he, he concurs. And, uh, and I think this type of meditation is a way of just uh, like noted your suffering. Well, there's suffering here and you just look at it and they say feeling is healing. Cause once you look at it for a while, it does hurt initially. Like the first time I did it, it felt like my whole body was on fire. Mm -hmm. And then for like two, three days it was hurting. But then I think now I'm stronger. Like I can just sit straight now. Whereas when I started it, I couldn't really sit straight. I was like, it was weird. You know what I mean?
0: Hell yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. So that was Raj yoga. I love that, yeah, that's, man.
1: That's Raj yoga, pure discipline, pure. And, and, and they call it strong sit oh, the strong sit over here. And um, yeah, it's like one of the most powerful ones. And uh, I forgot, I had a, I had a point I want to make about it, but I forgot. But then the last one was gnyan yoga.
0: Yan, Right.
1: Gnyan, gnyan. It's like gnyan or gnyan or it's okay. like, It it's, comes from the same root word as a, uh, to know, you know, there's a K in front of know. Yeah, yeah. So I heard Alan Watts say it comes from the same word, like, like, gnan and, like, no are the same thing. Okay. And in the, in the, in the West, they have these Gnostics, but they're, it's with a G it's written, Gnostics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the gnan yoga, gnan means knowledge and it's like direct knowledge. It's like, so like, while Raj Yoga is like this hard discipline path, gnan yoga is like an instantaneous enlightenment. It's like,
0: yeah, insight rather than discipline.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Sam Harris teaches this, uh, Baba Samharish, I call him uh, at, his, at his ashram. And basically, <laughs> the way they teach it is like you focus on something and then he kind of like snaps his finger and you turn your awareness back on itself and you look like who's watching. Mm. And um, that's supposed to be like an instantaneous method. So there's four methods, Raj, Gnyan, Karma and Bhakti. Uh, two are masculine, two are feminine, two are very difficult, two are like easy. So gnyan and Bhakti are easy. Um, gnan is masculine, Bhakti is feminine. And then on the other side, Raj is uh, on the masculine side. There's Raj and there's Karma Yoga. Raj is difficult. And then Karma Yoga, I mean, it's also difficult. I, I, I don't know. People say it's not difficult, but it, it is very hard to do.
0: And Karma Yoga seems like being present all the time, like being just in t- into your, uh, action all the time. Like karma is yeah. usually a root word for action. So it's kind yes. of being present with your action all the time. And that's yes. how you said it can sometimes lead to just doing tons of work because that's your karma.
1: Well, you're supposed to be a workaholic, like with karma yoga, the thing that, okay. So the way that it is easy is that you're only supposed to do right action. So if you do right action, it mm-hmm. should arise effortlessly out of you. So, oh, okay. On the outside, it looks like, oh, this guy's a workaholic. He's working his ass off. But on the inside, you're not even, it's like, you're not doing the work. God's doing it. It's like, it's like all channeling.
0: Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. You yeah. just got a meat body <laughs> and you're
1: channeling in the energy and it's doing all the work for you. So that's <laughs> where karma yoga is supposed to be easy, but it's, I don't know. I get that.
0: And it's a, it's an interesting philosophy too, because that you're like saying God's doing the work. You're like, all right, fucking give me that energy. God, I want this to be effortless because. Yeah. Yeah. It can be like when, especially in the West, when we're always trying to find, like, achieve something out here. Like, our, that's how our minds have always been shaped out here. We're always trying to achieve. So, we're always kind of thinking of outcomes and shit. So, yeah. when, like, just to get that energy where you're just like, ooh, I want this energy constantly flowing for me. So, it's just effortlessly I can go towards my goals. But it kind of doesn't seem like that. Cause I know in the Hindu religion, especially, they don't want outcomes at all. You're not supposed to be thinking of outcomes at all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where it's like, you know, I just heard a great talk by Osho about how Taoism and Hinduism, like basically when, when Buddhism went to um, China, it met with Taoism and there without, he's like, without any bloodshed, they became, they formed Zen. Like they first, they formed dog. dog I think it's called Dojen or dog Zen. Mm. In China, and then it became Zen. But without, he's like without bloodshed. Like these guys came and they're like, "This is what we believe." And these guys are like, "Oh, you do bhakti yoga? We call it the Tao. Like these guys call it Brahma and and like bhakti and stuff like that. The Taoists call it, um, you know, they call it the Tao. But the first sentence of it is like the Tao that can be named is not the real Tao. You know, like but but basically, what they're talking about is like this great mysterious unknown energy that is uh, the same energy that powers your heart and your lungs it's flowing through you all the time. So what they do, what they teach, the way they teach karma yoga is they call it doing non-doing or woo Wei woo, which is like action, non-action doing non-doing. It's like an effortless. It's like when you're in the pocket, you're in the flow, in a flow state. That's what they're trying to get you to.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent of flow all state. the time,
1: all the time. And flow state.
0: Actually, you know, this is a good transition point because you've been killing it lately with just putting out so much content and, You're being very productive. How do you kind of how do you kind of balance that whole idea of like that whole non-doing, the whole like uh it's like this is supposed to be effortless with with productivity, with I'm gonna be doing this, these are my goals, and I'm gonna hit all these goals. How do you balance that?
1: Um it's it's hard because our work does seem like, am I doing work? You know, like there is that. Um, you know, it's, it's tough, man. Like, I don't want to sound like, I I think I wrote in your notes, like, like, let's just pump the brakes on all the productivity. It's like, I'm trying, but, uh, you know, it takes time. It's a practice, I guess. Right. Like, and and there's like, it's interesting how many, I don't know if they're traumas or like whatever you want to call them, but like how many old thinking habits that I'm discovering as I meditate, like, like, um, like something like non-doing or, you know, we talked about no mind or non-doing or whatever that non-doing your brain, your ego will take that and be like, this is a new laziness technique. Like I'll just be lazy with that. So I'm always fighting with it. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. That's uh, very true.
1: But I think the most powerful way to keep going is with loving kindness. And, uh, and it's hard to tell people because people are just like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't mean anything, but what I mean by loving kindness is like, is like you. Okay. So, so if I'm being hard on myself like, I'm just not going to do anything. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just not going to do it. You almost picture yourself as a child of God and you, you give yourself loving kindness and you say, and, and also the people you're working with, you know? And so like, one of the ways even is coming on this podcast with you. It's like, I schedule this with you. I know we're coming to do it. It's done now. You know what I mean? Like once I have another person and I treat it like, like it's hard for me not to take it seriously and not to take you seriously, because you know, like we yeah. said before, you are Bhagwan, and I have to honor you, and I have to honor you. So I have to be here, I have to be present, and pres- you know what I mean, and have my stuff ready. So sometimes I put myself in situations like that, um, but I am still like struggling with like getting more. I-, I always feel like I'm behind. You know, like I have writing deadlines. Like two people are asking me for show ideas, right? Like TV show pitches right now. And um, my agent, she's so nice, but she does this thing where she goes, "No rush, don't rush yourself, don't stress yourself," and I'm like even actually saying it, I'm like, I won't do it then. Like you got to give me a deadline or I'm just not going to do it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, I, I, I have different tricks, but, but underneath it, like you're saying, you're, you know, you're, you're asking the question, like, as if I've overcome it, it's definitely not overcome. It's like a work in progress that I'm constantly working on. And I'm constantly trying to get more work done Mm -hmm. And and still maintain my family life and still like, you know, have sex with people or whatever you know what I mean like that's <laughs> all stuff
0: and, and still have sex with strangers you know what I'm talking about <laughs> you know it's work man <laughs> no, you gotta honestly, like put the time
1: in into that even
0: <laughs> no honestly I, I I completely understand that I don't think it's something that anybody kind of gets over really that easily because yeah and especially like how you were saying you start learning about all these different um thinking patterns in your head that can be there from like these habits that have been there for ages. Like these yeah. things have been ingrained in our head and like, yeah, you it can be to like laziness or it can be to like, Oh, I'm not good enough or Oh shit. I'm behind. Like all of those thinking patterns keep popping up and it's for my, myself as well. And yeah, it's funny because both, all of them can lead to like being like, Oh, I need to overwork or lead to like, Oh, I'm just lazy. And I just like going to sit here and be completely like, paralysis or some shit it sucks
1: yeah yeah no and, and and one of the things that these guys always teach is um you know it's like the thing i was saying before about like uh you're not born with original sin you're born with original perfection it's like the only sin really on the uh, with this kind of thinking with in like non-duality the only real sin is um forgetting that you're god or like just forgetting that you're here to have fun hang out play a game like you're just here to have fun. And if you think about it, like we take sports so seriously here, but even that it's like, it's sports. Like these guys are murdering themselves. They're getting concussions. You're paying billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, like making stadiums, whatever. And it's like the whole thing's just to pretend. Even last week we had a internet beef on uh, on my show, the drip. I do every Wednesday. We, we talked about this internet beef of like this pickup artist. We're beefing with ABBA and preach and the way he's talking about like these aggressive alpha male pickup art, he's like, we're better than you. We'll destroy you. Nobody works as hard as us. And I'm just <laughs> like, guys, th- it's just for fun. YouTube definitely is just for fun. But these guys are always trying to remind you like this whole life is just for fun. So any stress doesn't really make logical sense. Your ego tells you like, no, you, you have to stress and it's the only way I get anything done. But really, it's like you just have to be present with whatever task you have in front of you. It's easier said than done. Like mm-hmm. you be in the moment with whatever task is in front of you and that's really all you can do there's nothing else you can do so there's nothing else really to think about and that's i think the most practical way of it doing it and right that
0: mindset is it's very freeing and it's mm-hmm. it's honestly it's a lot of fun like it has that quality of play to it like it's it's very pleasurable just to be present right i i, lo- I love that uh, whole mindset of just being like hey um at the end of the day, there's not much to stress about if you really look at the situation we're all in. So it's just like be present, do what you're doing and have like that. It kind of gives you that sense of play with it where you're like, all right, because once I started cultivating that whole sense a little bit more and more over the years, I do have that kind of like, hey, like, yeah, let's fucking enjoy this kind of like feeling to it. And it, it makes life a lot more enjoyable
1: yeah yeah and uh oh and and just going back to the bhakti yoga that's what bhakti yoga is and karma yoga is supposed to be but bhakti yoga is like just uh you technically have to be in the moment and love the moment mm. because it's everything so you just love this moment that, that and if you look at the pictures of like the big bhakti yoga guys they're always like the the picture's always like Like they just like I released it to you, God. Like they're just so in joy of God's creation. Everything so you're God's creation. Everything is technically. So they're just happy with anything. They smoke a lot of weed too. They smoke a lot of weed. Do they? I think so.
0: (laughs) I thought it was supposed to be more of a natural uh, high. (laughs) I know. I think this God's creation. I don't (laughs) think so.
1: I think that's our conservative (laughs) parents.
0: God's uh, this is God's crystal meth right here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the sacred ones, I guess. Everyone's have you have you not seen that people are like so many of these Western Babajis, these Gurujis in the West. They're into meditation, but then they're also into like, oh, take your sacred medicines, take like whatever. You know what I mean, like take weed mushrooms and um psilocybin i find they're into
0: yeah no i wouldn't doubt it yeah it's interesting because i know like a guy like uh some of the old older school guys won't be uh promoting psychedelics at all
1: no way yeah yeah no they're like they're like they're this like that's a, a
0: shortcut or
1: yeah there is a lot of that it's crazy and, how like, people here believe it too
0: yeah and be they like be afraid of unearned wisdom which uh Hey man, I've done a lot of ayahuasca in my days. I'm not gonna say that's on Earth. Really? fucking ayahuasca. Fucking drops you on your fucking ass, man. Tell me okay. about
1: ayahuasca. What's, uh, what's that about?
0: Oh, I'll fucking tell you uh, that on another day because I've oh, really? fucking okay. my audience has heard enough about it from me. <laughs> okay, sick.
1: Okay, cool. No, I want to learn about that. That's good. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I, I haven't done that one yet.
0: Yeah. No. Um. It's crazy, but I do want to talk about your meditation. Um. So. You're getting, have you been certified yet? Or is this, you're in the process of it right now?
1: I mean, what's certified? Like, I, yeah, no, okay. I, I
0: get it. I get it.
1: So, so the other thing I have is, uh, I call it the Udimay Ashram. I have a meditation certificate from the Udimay Ashram. It's Udemy. It's like another, it's like another $12 class. Like I just took a class online. It's a good class. Nice. It's a good class on meditation. I mean, these people charging thousands of dollars for their meditation. I don't think you're getting the point. No, 100%. But, yeah, you, but also becoming
0: friends to, with them. Some my, my like, honestly, my best meditation stuff has been, like, going through books that, like, teach you, like, pr- the process of meditation and yeah. actually going through it and, like, learning it and then practicing it myself. I, I do kind of wish I did go to a place where I could have, like, a mentor. I think that would have, like, maybe helped me out a bit in uh, progressing. Yeah. But honestly, some of the books that I used to read and the processes I went to, I fucking got to such deep, deep states of meditation. And it really changed my mind 100%. And like my meditation practice has changed over the years. But like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm interested in uh, your meditation practice. How, how, what's, uh, How? how's it been? Like, what do you kind of do? And like, has it changed over the years?
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it's always it's always changing. And like, I guess the more I get into it, the more I'm told, like, you need a master, you need a Babaji or whatever, like some, a lot of people do teach that. Um, and then I do get so much out of them, though, each master, but then also in bhakti yoga, they teach that ev- because everyone's God, there everyone else is also always teaching you your correct lesson too in a way it's like, like the way your egos is built is you are hiding your deepest issues from yourself. And you're kind of projecting them unconsciously onto the world. So the only issue, like the only reason I'd say good to get a Babaji or good to get a Guruji is because they'll like instantly see your excuses you're making with yourself because your mind is like that close to you. Right. So -hmm. it's always giving you little loopholes, little back ways out Mm -hmm. of doing your work or like doing a full meditation, or even when you're in meditation, like thinking about something that might technically be cheating. So they'll just give you the next technique. Like There's one Babaji I go to and he also is like a shaman. So he does my mushroom, like I've done mushroom trips with him and stuff like that. But he is the one who got me on the strong sit meditation where he's like, he's basically telling me like one of the the most important things you should learn right now. And I didn't, it wouldn't have occurred to me, you know, because I thought like, oh, I'm killing it. I'm enlightened, who cares? But (laughs) he was basically like, he's basically telling me like like the, the next step for you is probably like a strong sit that focuses solely on on like strict, um, like discipline and silencing yourself because I have such a chatter mind. And my, ch- and if you think about it, your chatter brain is what gets you to waste all your time. Cause I think Lao Tzu says like your thoughts become, your thoughts become like your, your daydreams, your daydreams or whatever, become your actions. Like, mm. let's say your thoughts become your actions, your actions become your habits, habits become like your destiny, but you don't really know where your thoughts come from. They're just kind of auto-generated by your ego. And they're auto triggered by stuff in your surrounding. Mm. So um, there's a lot of those thoughts and the stories that they come with that you're just not going to recognize maybe. And maybe having a Babaji will be like, okay, is that? it's like for me, right? Like when I learned non-judgment first, I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna eat some chocolate. No judgment. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah. yeah. Little loopholes.
0: Oh yeah. And your mind does that a hundred percent, a hundred times. Like uh, I, I, I used to do it too. Um, and, and it was kind of like, uh, with me, I'm like, I'm kind of like, haven't been drinking for a while now, but like when I used to drink, that was the exact excuse I would use be like, Oh, you know, I just have to be non-judgmental with myself, which honestly it kind of helped because other times I would deal with my drinking with shame. I would shame myself, which would get me more, you know, wanting to drink more, but when it was one of those things it's a loophole that you use as an excuse to keep drinking when it's just like nope you have to have that discipline to stop and really yeah that's when you can really yeah you're like i don't know really open up man
1: you know uh, have you heard of the course in miracles
0: i have heard of it i've never uh, read it though
1: it is like um it's like the philosophy is exactly what we're talking about i guess it's non-duality and like loving kindness and that sort of stuff like the philosophy is super tight but they talk about it. They 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 do it all in uh, Christian terms, which I think is brilliant marketing because they basically do. They'll say like like instead of, in Bhakti yoga, you say Brahma or Brahman or in or the, the Rumi in like in like Sufism. Um, the Sufi mystics also believe in a very similar thing. But they call God the Beloved. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're into Rumi because Rumi, oh, I love, has Rumi was
0: the best. Uh, Rumi. he's a
1: bangers, dude
0: his 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 poetry is something that you can read and it really actually makes you kind of understand what the fuck he's talking about like this whole idea of non-duality um being one with god that kind of stuff when you read his poetry i used to just when i was working i would just like look it up on my phone and like read a line of his and then just think about it and like you just feel so connected it's such beautiful writing
1: it's amazing writing. Actually, I have the Rumi Oracle cards. You want me to pull a card for you?
0: Please. Let's fucking is, hear is, one. is there
1: anything that Rumi can help you with?
0: Help me with?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like like basically the way you use the cards is you say Rumi who loves me unconditionally. Okay. And then we pick a card. You know what I'm saying?
0: Okay. Rumi who loves me unconditionally. And yeah, what hold, does he me, help me with? Or
1: just whatever you're going through. Give me one second. I got the cards are right here. I just put them on the side of the bus. All right. See this? Yeah. Oh, I wait. see it. All right. Rumi Oracle. You can see ha, that, right?
0: Ha, ha, yeah, I love it.
1: It's beautiful cards, dude. Yeah, dude. This is this is amazing. And we'll get back to like A Course in Miracles in a second. But like, I was saying to you that Course in Miracles, this, um, all the non-duality teaching, apparently Aztecs have it. They all have a very similar um, like non-duality kind of underlying teaching. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, I totally forgot what the original question was, but I'm sure it'll come back. Rumi will guide us. <laughs> Ruby will guide us. Rumi, you, the way you, the way you pick the card is you say, "Rumi, who loves me unconditionally, guide my hand in picking the right card." I mean, it's through Zoom, so I don't know if like I, I'm sure Rumi's love can channel oh, through all of this. Oh,
0: Ruby's love's all over the place. We're good.
1: We're good. I'll eh?
0: send him uh, yeah, a little bit of uh, energy over there. Rumi, yeah, send some like energy it. over here. <laughs> Rumi. Rumi's unconditional Give me the love red card, is buddy.
1: <laughs> Which buddy. You can say when to stop, or I can. Oh, okay, yeah, just... Rumi,
0: who loves me unconditionally, please guide me. Is that what it was?
1: Yes, got, uh, uh, guide my hand. Help me find the card that is for my highest good. That's good. All right. Help me find the card that is for my highest okay. good. Help and me then find the stop.
0: card. All right. Rumi, who loves me unconditionally, help me find the card that's for my highest good through Amish's hand.
1: <laughs> okay. This one, I'm feeling with some energy on this one. All right. Oh, yeah. It's called The Right Choice. The right choice. Can you see that even? It's called the right Uh, choice.
0: It's a little blurry. You have to move it back a bit.
1: It's a little blurry. There it is. Yeah, I see it. Oh, you see it. A sick. Okay, amazing. It's called the right choice. And um, let's see, number 29. Let's see what uh, Rumi has for you, brother. The right choice. (laughs) I'll hold it while I read it. Stay close to those who know about the heart. Choose the shade of a tree that is in constant bloom. Don't meander aimlessly among the herb sellers and potion vendors. Go directly to the shop that sells nothing but sweets. (laughs) I love this. It's so true. So true. Don't sit waiting by every boiling pot to have your plate filled. Not every boiling pot is cooking what you want. Not every sugar cane is filled with sugar. Not every down has an up. Not every eye has vision. Not every sea contains pearls. Rumi.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean make the right choice
1: yeah yeah and he says he says don't meander aimlessly among the herb sellers and potion vendors i like that he says potion vendors because there is a lot of people trying to sell you even with like podcasting stuff there's like so many people that are like hey i got a scheme i got like a you'll be famous in two weeks uh i got the course i got this you know what i mean yeah that's
0: what youtube has become almost
1: yeah, so many scams and so many like little potions and schmotions. And it's like, it, he always does that. He's like, drop all the schemes. There's another one that I picked. I was like looking at a guy's class, like a guy's marketing class. I pulled a card and it was like the first time I was like, drop all your schemes. Come to the source. Um, and the the source is the beloved. And basically what you'll find with these uh, meditations is that they're always telling you to trust your own heart mm-hmm. because in it is the infinite wisdom of the beloved. It's very tight poetry.
0: No, I, I do love that. You're right. Yeah, man. And uh, that's actually Rumi's philosophy too. It's always coming back to trusting your own intuition, your own heart. And yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it, basically what the, that's basically what we all need to do. Yeah, totally, man. Um, I, have you ever heard of a guy, a Robert Glover? He wrote a book called no more Mr. Nice guy.
0: I have heard of him. Yeah. I've actually listened to a podcast uh, with him like a few months ago.
1: Yeah. Same, same. Like I listened, I heard him on a podcast a couple of months ago and he had the best advice. He was saying like, stop. And I've, I've been doing this myself for years, but it's tight the way he said it. He's like, stop trying to like, like with dating. Right. But I think it applies everywhere. And I think it applies to this poetry that we just read. It's like with dating, he kind of, one of his best pieces of advice is that he's like, don't try to convince people. There's people who just love you. So just keep looking for that person. Don't, if someone's not into it, because you know, all these guys, like they, 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 they almost like make all their money, like the pickup scene and the dating scene, they could almost make a ton of money on your insecurity and like inability to live in the, like, what's going to happen, like what's going on with this person. You get caught up and then you're like in this little game. But like, I like this idea of like, just drop all that, go to the shop that sells the sweets. It's, beautiful.
0: <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> just
1: like, why are you wasting your time on this? It's ridiculous. I love that. You have yeah, to, dude.
0: yeah, fuck, man, and, and I don't know. That's like the whole being authentic, being yourself, and just you're right. You have to not give a shit about people are wanting everybody's acceptance or everyone's yeah. praise. It doesn't matter. It really uh, doesn't matter. I, and how 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 much do we have to learn that being any kind of artist, like as a comedian? When you're trying to pander to the audience, when you're trying to make everybody like you, that's when all of a sudden most people stop liking you. They can smell that desperation on you or that yeah. wanting to be accepted by everybody on you. And it's just it's not art. It's not creating anything. If you go to your source, that's where the creation can kind of bloom a lot. And you that's something you've got to constantly remind yourself. And that's why a meditation practice can be so helpful because it's yeah. returning there every day. To be like, this is where I want my action to kind of brew from. This is where I want my karma yoga to fucking come from. Yes, yes, I want yes, that yes, action. yes, yes, Yeah, I want to be present and I want that creativity to be coming from myself. Yeah. And yeah. And you're right. Like, uh, it, it helps in dating too. Like, I, I've noticed that as well when I stopped. And I, I think a lot of men with, uh like, because we're, the way we kind of like go out, for a woman, women, a lot of times is like, we always uh, kind of think like, Oh, we got to go and impress uh, this uh, lady. And, you know, so we kind of like, it doesn't even matter who it is. We're just constantly going to a, a woman and just trying to impress them, mm-hmm. which is just, you're right. It's just like, no, go and be yourself. And if there's that natural attraction there, it'll actually happen and something. And yeah. that's where you find more fruitful relationships.
1: Yeah. hundred percent, man. And, um, and, and like, even, even with art, you know, it, it's like, it's like, you have to be willing to live in the mystery, I guess, a little bit. Like, um, you might not always know exactly how it's going to turn out. And that's where a lot of the anxiety I think comes from is like, is this amazing? Is this like incredible what I'm writing? Or is it like mediocre? You know what I mean? Like you're worried about it, but it is a little bit like what he encourages you to do is like really just live in the mystery because, uh, like that's what it is. That's where the tight stuff's going to come from. It's not going to come from anything that anyone's ever seen before. It has to come from this original thing that like the Dow, the Dow shined through you. And then it just came out naturally. That's going to be the best stuff. And I even just saw a clip of Jay-Z talking about this. Um, So thug back in the day, but I just saw like the the documentary he has for the bomb bomb music video. He does documentary in between. And he's like, he's like, "I'm, I'm just a vessel. The, the wind blows through me. I'm just a whistle for God. That's it. A, a, that, so it's, it's true. It's like, it's like you let you kind of submit and let stuff come out of you a little bit. It,
0: yeah. And that's submit. That's what meditation is. That's what spirituality is. And like you, you hear it in all the religions submit, yes, but like
1: everyone will submit to a lot. Well, really uh, Islam has it heavy. And I never, I always thought it was oppressive i didn't understand but,
0: and but like honestly like that's the reason like that whole idea of submit can be used by bad actors to make you submit to be political to be like hey fuck you this says submit i'm the messenger of god so you submit to me you know like yeah that's, yeah, yeah yeah it yeah. can be used in a bad way but like it's more meant uh meant to be like submit or surrender into the moment submit and surrender to god and like that's yes. uh when you're when you're meditating, that's the hardest thing to learn because your mind's always so active, and um, you really—it it really takes a while to just be like, "Hey, let go and yeah. just submit to it." And that's just something you can only learn by practicing it, by doing it, doing it yeah. five minutes a day. Like if you're a beginner, just start with five minutes a day, just kind of do it until you get to that point where you can just let go. Yeah. and just submit to the moment just submit to whatever it is and that's that's where like i think a lot of philosophy a lot of spirituality just stems from
1: yeah yeah that that release what you're saying the release and submit whatever it seems to be popping up as like the most powerful meditation from like from multiple sources mm-hmm. you know what i mean so like in like like rumi talks about it a lot or like sufis talk about it a lot like submitting to um like this moment or like whatever this dance is like submitting all of your senses to it all of your like so that you're fully present in the moment but then um there's another guy that i watch uh, robin sharma this, he's out of new york incredible I, videos i like
0: him i like him a
1: lot so good and he has some good his he basically has like his top two meditations one of them is release one of them is the i am like looking like the gnan yoga like looking back at who who you really are and remembering that but then the other big one is just let everything go, like, and it, and it's one of those things. We started the podcast with this, where you said, "Is it yay or nay with God? Like God, yay or nay?" And it's like nobody gives you the third option. Same thing in your mind. You have this thing bothering you, and you either want to destroy it, or like, like, like fix it, or forget it. And release is a third option because forgetting is also like, like uh, they teach in meditation, like not to um, to be a like not to pull or push. Uh, anything, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever it is, just be with it. And that is like, you know, you're kind of submitting to it. Like you're, you're not saying I'm going to ignore this thought or this sadness or this pain. I'm not going to ignore it. And I'm not going to like, you know, fix it. I'm just going to look, it's so feminine, actually.
0: A hundred percent. Anything that comes back to your body, I think is feminine. I think your mind is more masculine with like focus like heavy focus is more masculine but coming back to your body is more feminine and you know what's kind of funny i think psychedelics is something that can teach you this lesson in a very quick but hard way because when you you do a psychedelic and if like especially like if you're doing a psychedelic in a ceremony kind of way in a ceremonial kind of way that's where the intensity can sometimes get really really high up and it's you don't like it. So you like you said, you push or pull away from it, you're either kind of trying to run away from that intensity in your body, we're like, Oh, I don't like this. I don't want to feel this, this is too much. Or like, uh, yeah, you're just trying to get away from whatever that is. But at the end of the day, all it's trying to show you is to submit to it and just be with it. And then, like once you finally do that, that's when you kind of this calmness comes over wow. you, and uh, that's what <laughs> happens in all any like uh, that's one thing psychedelics really hit me with because right. psychedelics put me in like ayahuasca was the one that put me into a flow meditation into the deep effortless meditation wow. where you're just yeah. completely present for the first time, and then when I came out of that because I kept my practice up, I was able to access that more um, frequently. And Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. So submit, submit. surrender, submit wow. and surrender. You want to like, submit? Is it? Were you
1: were you converting for Islam back in the day? You're like you like <laughs> submit and <laughs> surrender to Allah. No, just, <laughs> but but you know what's crazy? Allah is the beloved. Mm-hmm. So it it's <laughs> it all comes full circle. But yeah, you could turn. People always twist it into like submit because even in bed, it's like so good to be with someone who's submissive. And I found myself being like, no, be submissive. It'll be good. And it's like, no, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, like it's, you do, you do use it for your own, uh, good, I guess, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but, but it is a, the most powerful thing to just do on yourself, like to just submit, uh, submit to like, whatever's happening in this moment and then it'll be done. You know, it's,
0: it, it is like uh, if you want to bring some calmness into your life, some presence, some like silence, that's what you yeah. have to do and you have to um, submit i i honestly think that's like where so much of our like we, we call it, like everyone's calling it god like that's what we've been talking about whatever it is yeah. that's where it kind of stems from and like as an artist i think you need to because like you even said jay-z said it like hey i'm just a vessel and if, if you Z i don't know it. you ever read <laughs> the the war of art
1: Yeah, back in the day, but I don't remember it now. Yeah, but that was
0: was basically the whole idea, and that was like being the muse. Like we're just muses. Like you just pretty much find the way to get to channel that energy. Yeah. And if you, um, if you, they, with them, they had like if you have the proper work ethic and you kind of come to it every day, that energy will start flowing more readily, and you'll have that energy, and you're just going to be challenging it. You're the muse fucking let the fucking or no wait you're the vessel let the the vessel yeah let the muse come through you
1: yeah yeah and you know it's weird it's a it's interesting like in bhakti yoga they're teaching that every other thing is too so like just you look at everything else as like there to be part of your simulation to be part of your fun to be part Mm -hmm. of your like game that you're playing and I guess why I think Rumi works so well is um you know, like that, like so. That's the underlying truth of it. Like, there's this ground of being. We're all one. It's just loving kindness. There's no judgment. There's no anger. There's no whatever. But your eat like the game that we're playing um, is to constantly like remember that. And your ego is like your Nintendo, and it's constantly telling you like, no, you're guilty. Like you did something wrong. And that's that's how that's how it gets your attention, and that's how it gets you running on these games or whatever. And I think the reason why these roomy oracle cards work so well is because they basically like. And, and the Buddha calls it like your samsaras. So like whatever your samsara is or like whatever your suffering is, let's say, it'll just take any life situation you're in and it'll just replace you that it'll just rewrite everything in your head as like you're going through the same thing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just go through them over and over again. And what I find that this these, this poetry does, he, Rumi has it. Vedanta has incredible poetry, um, the Buddhist, and it's poetry, but it's also called pointers. So like, if you ever do guided meditation, they say these things, you can have people like say this poetry to you while you're meditating. It's incredible. And what the poetry does is it just, it just destroys that illusion. It just cuts it out. And then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm just, I'm caught in a game or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm. You know, the best poem I heard just recently is, um, I don't know if it's a poem or like just a pointer or whatever. But uh, one of the, one of the doujin masters or dogs masters was saying um, uh, when, when, when you throw a stick by a dog, it chases after the stick. But when you throw a stick by a lion, it looks back at who threw the stick and then it will never throw the stick again. So what it's saying is like, for you, you have to be the lion, look back at your ego Cause your ego is always throwing these things out and saying like, go, go after that, go after that, go after that. And you're always running around in these hamster wheels. So that's one of the meditation pointers is like, who's throwing that. And then once you look back, you realize there's nothing there. It's just a.
0: Holy shit. That's really good. I love that. I never heard that one before.
1: Oh, you like that? That's cool. Uh,
0: I like it. And and I also, I also like to be compared to a lion. So I'm like, all right, I'll fucking pretend to be the lion there. You're a lion. A a lot, but
1: (laughs) (laughs) most of us are like, we're just running around. Like nobody even knows. Once you start meditating, you start noticing people. You're like, what are you doing? Like, you're just, you know, like you change your mind six times on something and people don't even know they're doing it.
0: It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's, and like, I, I try to tell people like in my podcast all the time, like the guys who listen to me every week, like I, I I try to tell them like, it's really, it's understanding your mind, like really try to like, that's the biggest thing about what spirituality is. It's just paying attention to your mind because yeah. when, when you do that and when you start learning, that's where you get wisdom and that's where you, you get more of like a, you get a better life out of it. I believe
1: hundred percent, man
0: and all right man like so i I think you kind of answered this question almost but i always ask it at the end of the podcast and i want you to kind of reiterate it and maybe add anything else that uh you might want to add but uh god yay or nay
1: nutty nutty the answer (laughs) is nutty nutty these not these nutty no not no nothing nutty non-dual non-dual it is both and it is none
0: (laughs) do you think you ever had a non-dual experience in meditation
1: oh yeah i try to do them i try to have them as often as possible but i i'm finding more and more than now that it's like it's about degrees of how non-dual you can be like Mm -hmm. karma yoga i guess is like getting your life to a point where your whole life is non-dual but in there i can i try to go in and i try to get there as quick as as quick as i can so Mm. i try to i don't know i think i'm hitting it (laughs)
0: Yeah, hey man. Like, uh, I just from medit like I think I'm at like 15 years now of meditation. Like, really? Yeah. So like, Damn. and but my meditations like I used to go from like strictly one focus meditation where I would try to get into these like non dual states a lot or try to get into like uh, deep effortless meditation. That's just from the where I was learning it from. Right. But, um, yeah, now I'm into more like just completely mindful meditation, just getting into my body. That's like my, my, my meditation has just changed uh, and like doing a lot more breath work now. So like that's, oh, how, yeah? Kind of, yeah, that's kind of pretty much where my meditation has changed over the last couple of years. And I, and it's like, uh, yeah, my meditation went from being very serious, like one pointed, which like, I kind of like, eventually knew like after I kind of like went up all the levels of that meditation I kind of realized like oh I kind of need to enjoy life a lot more and that's where the mindfulness came in getting back into my body getting back into the movement getting back into the dancing getting back into the music and like and like that is like it also helped me be a lot funnier on stage because like I started to develop uh, more of a personality that's playful and people like that Rather than and yeah. I was so one focused, I was just too intellectual and too, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know like,
1: exactly what you're saying. And yeah, and you like, know, Bhakti yoga is supposed to be about that. Like people misinterpret Bhakti yoga as like, oh, I prayed all day, but, and they think it's like praying, like you have to do a strict prayer, but really from what you read about it is like, it's really just being lost in the moment. So if you're listening to a good song or even if you're having sex, I mean, like sex, if someone's really giving in bed, that's a bhakti yoga, brother.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. Dancing,
1: if you're in the music, if you're in the moment, that's a bhakti yoga because you are dancing inside of God's game, God's crea- creation.
0: <laughs> All right, but yeah, th- This was fucking awesome. Uh, Thanks, buddy. So, uh, yeah, let my audience know, uh, besides letting them know you're a generous uh, lover, a giver. <laughs> <laughs> besides, uh, besides letting them know that, uh, let them know... Uh, where they can find you, uh, and promote uh, your podcast, your YouTube channel, anything else, man. Yeah.
1: Just, uh, I would say, follow me at fade to Brown on Instagram, F A D E T O Brown. Um, and then from there, like you'll get all the information I'm do I'm trying to do daily rips on YouTube. Um, I'm saying trying, it's been tough. Like I went on vacation. It was hard to keep them going, but there's like four or five tight new rips I have coming out this week. Um, listen to my podcast every Wednesday called the drip. Um, and then, um, meditation show will be coming up soon. And I have a, it's guided meditation show called wake, bake, meditate. It's so basically, I do like a little lecture. We do a guided meditation together because that is, you know, you were saying earlier, like, do you need a teacher or whatever? Apparently teaching. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you from the course of miracles. They have a manual for teachers. And it says basically that every, like, there are no teachers and students. Everyone's a teacher and everyone's a student. So you're always like learning from everyone. You're learning, you're, you're always learning and teaching is the best way to learn. Like, but you're kind of like reteaching them to reteach yourself. So yeah, I will be doing that class very soon. It's called Wake Big Meditate. You can smoke a little weed, have a little mushroom, and then do the class. You don't have to. But anyway, that details for that, details for my podcast, my my daily rips on YouTube, everything. If you go to Instagram at fade to brown, you'll get all the information there.
0: Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh this was uh, this was amazing. Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thanks, man. Likewise.
0: Alright, that was another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it a good rating. That always helps. And share it with like-minded people. I really do appreciate that. You can check me out at NoorKidY on Instagram, or check out my website, NoorKidY.com. You can see my comedy. You can see my comedy dates that are coming up and all that other information. We're part of the Comedy Here Often Podcast Network on 604 Records. But I'll see you next time on another episode of God Yay
1: or Nay.